Morning, everyone. Uh, let's get going. Welcome. Welcome, Lifehouse, and welcome uh, everyone on line or wherever in bed. Don't spill the coffee. Um, it's great to be with you. It's great to have another Sunday of excitement uh, in front of us, and uh, let's just head out with the announcements. Thank you. Good morning, Lifehouse family, and welcome back to another service. Please remember we are allowed 225 people in the building at a time, but you still need to register on cusunday.co.za. Lifehouse Kids is still up and running, so parents, please remember to sign them in when you arrive at church, and as soon as the service ends, to go and collect them as well as sign them out. Ignite Prayer happens every single Wednesday via Zoom at 7 p.m. On the 27th of May, Men's Connect will be happening here at Lifehouse as a bring and bry, and it starts at 7 p.m. Whether you enjoy running or walking and have kids who love to cycle, then the Love Justice Run event is something for you. It is happening on the 29th of May here at Lifehouse at half past eight in the morning. We will have egg and bacon rolls as well as coffee on sale. If you are interested, please register on lifehousechurch.co.za forward slash events. All funds are going to go towards love, justice and their fight against anti-human trafficking. Please remember we are still collecting warm blankets, slippers and warm clothes for people in need. If you are interested, please drop them off in the front of the church in the foyer. Simple worship is happening here at Lifehouse on the 13th of June at 5pm. So please book the date and get ready for an awesome night filled with amazing worship. Okay, over to you. Well, first I want to say, Rachel, you're absolutely amazing. I had no idea. <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. And second, so this is the last week to sign up for the Love Justice Run. So that's why I really want to stand here and push it a little bit. So it's happening this Saturday coming at 8.30 a.m. So just a quick explanation. Love Justice is an amazing organization, and they work against ha um, human trafficking. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so they are really amazing. I spoke to Michelle, who is heading up the, the run here in South Africa, and she was just saying that last year, the money that we were able to give them helped so much. And even though they're a big organization, the money, even if it's just a little bit, what we can raise on Saturday morning, she said, makes such an impact and really helps them in their journey forward. And for the rest of the year, what we can raise is really helpful. So really want to encourage you to sign up. Um, if you haven't signed up or if 
you're struggling and maybe money's the reason or whatever your reason is and specifically money, please come talk to me. Um, I don't want that to be the, the reason that you can't come because you can't pay the registration fee or whatever. So please do come talk to me. And just because we are selling food, bacon, eggs, rolls, and drinks, we need a bit of an idea um, as how many people are coming. So if you have registered, could you put your hand up? Awesome. So Gary Louise will see there. <laughs> if you are planning on coming, you don't have to walk around, but you're planning on coming, but you haven't registered yet, could you put your hands up? Okay, this is... <laughs> okay. I really just want to encourage you guys to come. You can invite family and friends, but... Last year it was amazing, and I just, I want to push this because this organization, Michelle, she's, I know Gary knows them, my mom and Bruce know them, so they're amazing people, they're doing an amazing thing, so please, 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 could you come? And don't let the 100 rand registration fee put you off. Come talk to me and we'll figure it out, but I really, really want to encourage you guys to come. Well done, George, thank you, thank you. Um, I think the musos can start coming up, and while they do, I just want to um, ask and encourage you to observe COVID uh, uh, protocols, especially with this third wave. And uh, <clears throat> if you don't, Mussolini Atkinson will come and have a chat to you. <laughs> the Italian in her is coming out with this lot here, so... So we've got something going, and she's tested all of that protocol out on me for the whole week, and it works, I tell you. Look at me. All right. Um, just, <laughs> just a bit of fun. Um, Ange, Paul, over to you. Calling all base players. Clean up on aisle seven. Sure. Tough crowd. We're going to have to work hard this morning. That was funny, guys. Um, so we're, while we were praying this morning, I just really felt like what has been happening in the physical with the power lines that keep get, getting stolen in this area actually happening in the spiritual as well with us. And I feel like the enemy is trying to make people feel disconnected from God and disconnected from each other in community. So I just felt like we need to be aware of that. So if you haven't seen, we've got two generators running. We scrambled in this morning. And our power lines have been stolen a few times out across the road there in this whole area. And as we were, as I got up this morning, I started to get texts from people in the community saying, oh, I won't make it this morning because of, won't make it this morning because of, and uh, which is obviously appreciative to get a heads up from people, uh, which is always helpful. But the reality is, is it keeps people away from each other in this COVID time and circumstances keep people away. And so Andrew was just saying we should go back to some Anglican roots, those of you who come from those roots. And I know we're in COVID times, and it's exactly what Rich said, so obviously no smooching. But um, the, why don't we stand up and just introduce ourselves to somebody around us? I know for some of you it's like, oh, this is my worst, but why don't we break this thing? And just say, how's it? Come, let's go.
Okay, so if you, when I said that, sorry, I'm a bit shouty here. If, uh, if you went, oh my word, what is he asking me to do? You're probably, if you've done the Enneagram at number five, just, just saying. Um, but I don't think we do enough of this, so uh, maybe we should do it for a little while over the next couple of weeks. Um, just get people to connect and say, how's it, and this is who I am, and etc. Um, so we, we don't have, obviously, the main coffee machine happening this morning, but you're welcome to use the other machines. We've linked them up and brought extra um, generators and stuff. But let's stand. And once you join me, before we go into worship, is that one of the preachers over the season is going to be entitled something like, we are born into a war. So if you haven't already understood that when you become a Christian, when you become born again, you get born into a kingdom which is at war against another kingdom. We are of the kingdom of light, but there is a kingdom of darkness. And not that we want to give any airtime to the kingdom of darkness and to Louis Cipher and his, and his cronies. But the reality is they do have power, but nowhere near as much power as our Father in heaven. And our Lord Jesus Christ, who overcame sin and death, and was resurrected with the Holy Spirit's power so that we could walk in new life that He's given us. And so, Father, we stand here as believers right now. Let's just get into a posture of engaging Him. And we say, Lord, You are Lord, and there is no other. And we want to stop for this moment. Call it Sunday, what is it? May, whatever. And just, just capture a gaze from Your eyes. Lord, in our lives, we, we, we maybe need to just open the door of our hearts just a little bit and to get a glimpse of who you are. So I pray for encounters this morning. I pray that we would see you high and lifted up, that your presence would fill this place and that our hearts would be changed because we, we meet and we encounter you this morning. So won't you receive this as an offering? And won't the incense of our offering rise into your throne room? And bring you pleasure this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let God arise. Let God arise. Our God reigns now and forever. He reigns now and forever. Let the holy roar of God resound. Come on! Watch the waters part before us now. Come and see what He has done for us. And tell the world of His great love. Our God is a God who saves. Yes, He is! Oh, our God is a God who saves. Let God arise. Let God arise. Oh, our God reigns now and forever. He 
reigns now and forever So, keep going band, I want to tell you something Last week my guitar started behaving a bit funny It wouldn't play as loudly as it used to play So I got hold of the engineer who built this guitar in Ireland and I said Show me on the wiring diagram how I can cut the volume level out And so we cut this out. You can't turn this guitar down anymore. And I felt the Lord say, and I'm not leaning on this, the way to express your worship fully is to cut your volume control out. For some of us, that's quiet, but it's at full volume. For some of us, that's swinging from the chandeliers, but it's full volume. Yes? And our enemies will run for sure. And the church will stand, she will endure Cause he holds the keys of life, our Lord Death has no sting, no final word Our God is a God who saved Oh, our God is a God who saved Let God arise let God arise Our God reigns now and forever He reigns now and forever Let God arise Let God arise Our God reigns now and forever He reigns now and forever Cause our God is the God who saves our God is a God who saves oh our God is a God who saves Come on! oh our God is a God who saves let God arise let God arise Our God reigns now and forever He reigns now and forever Let God arise Let God arise Our God reigns now and forever Again! He reigns now and forever Let God arise let God arise Our God reigns now and forever He reigns now and forever the volume knob out it was stupid anyway so um, I love hearing God speak to the worship musicians the same way he speaks to the preacher now this is not a rule this is something I like to watch God do so only knowing an inkling of what's being taught today I said to the Lord what music do you want me to bring what message do you want me to bring and the Lord said well remember John Wesley he, 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 he used to take the music of the day and put lyrics to it so that people could follow Yes? Yeah. 
So we can play the note for note game. You know that game. I'm going to give you one note, eh? Three notes? Oh, we've got the band. Word of mouth, who said it? Uh, no, you cheated because you're married to the man, but word of mouth. Odd thing how the world, the world can prophesy. Word of mouth. And to where? From the east side. Yeah, okay, maybe I started that a bit high, to be fair. To the east side, to the north side, to the south. Do you know where you're called, Christians? Yeah, we're going to tell you now quickly. the west side to the east side from the north side to the south the love of Jesus found on my lips the hope of Yahweh on my mouth he is ruling he is reigning he is now and forevermore the king is coming to bring salvation, to bring us hope, and bring us home. He is ruling, He is reigning, he is now and forevermore the king is coming to bring salvation to bring us hope and bring us home from the west side to the east side from the north side to the south the love of jesus found on my lips the hope of yahweh on my mouth again from the west side to the east side from the north side to the south the love of jesus found on my lips the hope of yahweh on my mouth come on mike and the mechanics i think those guys knew jesus didn't want to talk about it but they've given up their game You've read the lyrics, you know the lyrics, right? Actually says you'll never find the truth by just listening to the word of mouth. We have to know the truth giver. We have to know the author of the Bible, Jesus. Yes? Yay. Amen. Amen. Because you give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. You give and take away. And when you give and take away, my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Sing it again. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name. This is why I have my wife here. Okay, melody line, are we ready? We can try that again. Here we go. Prophetically, this song was written in a time where we could sing, You give and take away, but we could still go, eh, He takes away, but He gives, yay! Right now, there's a lot of us who are feeling more the takeaway than the give, yes? Do we know that God is in the winter? Do we know that God is in the summer and the spring, but do we know that God is in the winter? He's a good, good Father who gives and takes away. Give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. Okay, so we think with our heads, right? But here it says, My heart will choose to say. Who of you are led by your hearts? I'm led by my heart. But when it's bad, will I get it to choose to bless His name? Yes? Yes? Come on! You give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be Your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Cause you give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. Cause you give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. takes away He restores what the locust steals He gives and takes away And the seed falls to the ground The seed falls to the ground new life can we uh, just stay in this posture this posture of worship uh, Willem's got something on his heart that he wants to share with us thank you Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This morning when we were praying, I just heard these words in my spirit. What if somebody gets miraculously healed this morning? What if something happens this morning that we've never seen before? When a man was lowered through the roof, the people walked away and said, We saw strange things today. If you're here today and you've been battling with something to the point you say, You know what, I think it's, I'm just going to be like that. I don't think it can change. I want to tell you, that's not the voice of your father speaking. <laughs> if you are here today and even your one leg is shorter than the other and you've got back pain because you keep hobbling, we were in Four Ways Mall and there was a man and, and I said to him, what if your leg grows out now? And he said, that will just be amazing. 
Do you know that we didn't even pray for him and his leg grew out? He, he ran around like a wild chicken. Couldn't care who, and he says, I can't care what nobody thinks about me. My leg is healed. He didn't even social distance because he jumped and grabbed us. I remember driving into Lesotho. There was a convoy of five vehicles. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, there was a little girl walking and she was limping. And the Holy Spirit said to me, she's going to get healed. So I stopped the whole convoy. I said, who wants to see a miracle? Guys were so upset. They said, we are tired. Please, can we just get to the other side? And the moment I said, who wants to see a miracle? I said, oh my word, Lord, now there better be a miracle. As we worship now, as we worship, if you are that person, if you are that person, maybe battling to see with your one eye, something miraculous. Paul says, I didn't come with eloquence of speech, but a demonstration of the power of the gospel. Something's going to happen. Just open your heart. Just open your heart. Let your faith rise. Let all that fear and all that worry and all that condemnation melt in the Father's love. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness Lord There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence lord come on holy spirit you are welcome here 
field Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for To be overcome by your presence, Lord Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Holy Flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare You're our living home Your presence, Lord I've tasted and seen Of the sweetest of loves My heart becomes free and my shame is undone Your presence, Lord Come on! Holy Spirit, you are welcome here Come flood this place and fill the Willem had uh, finished praying, and while Paul was uh, worshipping, I just uh, saw a picture of chains around this group of people falling away, and a whole lot of notes, a whole of, a lot of messages going into the throne room, and I felt God say that 
your pleas, your petitions, your messages are with me. Trust in me. Please be seated. All right, kids, it's time for you to have a lot of fun. So, off you go. All right, um, while we're just getting ready for Willem to come up and, and preach, are there any, are there any uh, first-time visitors here? Put your hands up. Welcome. Welcome. Big hand. Please come and, uh, and who else? Ah, gee whiz. Welcome. It's lovely to have you here. And please come and share a cup of coffee with us afterwards in the back corner there. We'd love to get to know you, hound you, and do what churches do. No, no, I'm just kidding. It's just such a privilege to have you here today, and I just hope that you're blessed by, by the word. Willem, can you come up? And uh, Gary, it's uh, an indeed an honor to have Willem here for, the, uh, for his first preach with us today, and I'm the lucky one uh, to be blessed to be leading the meeting. So, uh, Gary, I, I think maybe if you can lay hands on and just welcome him. I was just reminded of this text out of Acts 13, one of my favorite texts. It says, uh, Now in the church in Antioch there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, and all these other kind of names, which are good names for babies. And, uh, and it says, uh, And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set me apart, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. So, that, so once they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and they sent them off. And so it's with absolute privilege that in a moment like this to release Willem into a moment of declaring God's word over us, because that's what it is. It's laying on of hands. It's not like there's this, you know. It's, it's, it's actually a spiritual dimension where we lay hands and we acknowledge and we confirm the gifting over this man. And we release him for his words to come and fall onto our hearts to change us. And so, Lord, with an absolute privilege, with the authority vested in me as one of the elders in this church, as rich as well, Paul, need you here too. Ange, Louise, Anita, just feel like doing this. I don't want to gloss over the moment, Lord. I also don't want to make too big a deal of it, but the fact is, Lord, is I believe this is a holy moment where as Willem and Natalie have made decisions and are transitioning into a new season, I pray that he would feel your pleasure all over him as he preaches and as he teaches that which is close to his heart. And Lord, I pray that all of us would be receptive to all of what he has to say. And so we release him now in the name of Jesus to speak your words into our hearts like the skillful writer in Psalms. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Thank you. Well, good morning, everyone. 
What a wonderful privilege to be here and do what I love to do and just see Jesus do what he does best. You might have seen the redevelopment at the Fen Shopping Center just down the road. Well, that's where we had our services, just down the road from all of you for the last three years. And before that, we were at the clubhouse, Dane from Fellowship. And what I want to say, Gary, Louise, the eldership team, and all of you, thank you so much for welcoming us the way that you have. I don't say it lightly. That is, we have felt so welcome, Natalie and myself, and I thank God for bringing us here for such a time as this. I have such a peace in my heart. I am starting to realize a deeper sense of what I'm actually called to do, and I've sensed the anointing increase. I've sensed rest coming to my heart. I've sensed a joy on our marriage, our family, and uh, thank you. The, uh, the bride that we had with the, with the, with the elders, I was just going to say, can we come back next week, Friday? Can we come every Friday? But I thought, not yet. You see, with Louise around, they roll out the, the red carpet. I said, I wonder how long it's going to last. It was about eight weeks, and then you start carrying it around. Because it's time to, to, uh, to serve. Uh, you're such a blessing, uh, Louise. I said, Louise is scary. She sees right through you. And uh, we need people like that. Uh, that is friendly and connected and, and just making people feel welcome. Uh, which is just awesome. Let me dive into this. Uh, for 22 years, Natalie and myself served at a mission organization northwest of Johannesburg among farm laborers. And um, after 22 years, 2012, God started initiating a change in our lives. And it was at that time that we, Natalie and myself, said to the Lord, God, we'll go wherever you tell us to go. Just not Afghanistan, it's not a nice time, not, this, not good this time of the year. North Pole, South Pole, there's no beach there, so sea, or you can't swim, it's a bit too cold. But anywhere else, we'll go anywhere else. And I actually, I actually thought we were on our way to Mozambique. I already had a call uh, from Mozambique to pastor a church in Samoyo. And then my darling wife kept bumping into a lady at the Broadacre Shopping Center called Samantha, and I can't go into that story now, but one thing led to another, and soon we started realizing, of all places, that God has called us to reach out to the people of Danefern. After laboring for four years, I started realizing that the ministry methodology that we used in the rural areas is not working in an estate. I became so discouraged that I wanted to quit not once, but many times I would come home and I said to Natalie, I am quitting today for the seventh time. I'm quitting again. <laughs> and Natalie would say to me, she would say these words. She said, 
God still has a plan for Danefern, and he's not told us anything else yet. So you get right back to what he's called you to do. So I saw my wife wasn't giving me any sympathy, so I went to the Bible. I thought, maybe I'll find something in the Bible that will give me the permission to quit. And I found this verse in Matthew 19 that says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, So surely I say to you, it's hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I said, thank God, Jesus agrees with me. I thought, I'm going to use this one now. And again, I say to you, he even repeats it. I said, I've got a confirmation. Let everything be established by two or three witnesses. I just need my wife to agree and then we're out of here. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And I've heard some theologians said it's not a needle, but it is a hole in a wall. That if you would come after hours, you had to climb off your camel and go through first, bending down, and then pull your camel through. In other words, you had to humble yourself you must go first, and then your goods. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. I said, there, that's, that's it. When his disciples heard it, here's the third confirmation, they were greatly astonished. and They said, who then can be saved? And I said, amen, brother. <laughs> I stand in the middle of danger and I said, who then here can be saved? But Jesus looked at them. That's dangerous. Because when he looked at the water, it blushed and became wine. When he looks at you, and he said to them, With man or men, this is impossible. I said, Amen, brother. But then he had to add this. But. But. With God. Do you have the but God picture, JP? <laughs> but with God, all things are possible. And I said, Lord, it sounds like you're taking Natalie's side. So I could not agree with Jesus more that it is hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom. But I struggled with this part where he continued to saying that what is impossible with man is possible with God. And then I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. In my brokenness, when there was nothing left anymore of me, and I wanted to quit, and I didn't feel like I was accomplishing anything, and I heard the Holy Spirit saying to me this. He said, make this Danefin mission a prayer mission, and you start feeling better about yourself. Because actually the problem was not the harvest because Jesus declared that the harvest is plentiful. The problem was the attitude of my heart. And I was trying to accomplish this thing with 22 years of ministry methodology. We know what ministry is all about. I mean, we are God's gift to Danefern. And I felt that God was starting to say to me that if we would make it a prayer mission, if we make this mission a prayer mission, that we would actually give him the opportunity to work the way that he actually wants to work and that will actually start bearing fruit. The Holy Spirit gave me that assurance. 
So it was at that point that I was reminded of my military intelligence training in 1989 in Soweto, where we worked with a large map, huge map in our ops room of Soweto. So I went to the DHA, the Danefinner Homeowners Association, and I asked him for a map, and I still have that map here today. It looks like this. And then when I opened it, I realized that there are 14 villages, and I realized that there's 1,300 homes, and I realized that there's about 6,000 people. And then I asked them how many nationalities are represented, and I've got them here, 72. And I don't know if you can see the yellow ones. The yellow ones are from unreached people groups, places where it's completely close to the gospel, like Iran, Yemen. And I thought, oh... Maybe that's why we are here. We started meeting every Saturday. Is, is Kathy and Bosco here? Wave, please. Stand up. We want to honor you. Woo. They were in Danford long before we got there. And the Lord said to me, do you want to see revival? I said, yeah, just honor these two people. They met with us every Saturday, and we started walking village by village, praying every Saturday morning. We turned this thing into a prayer mission. Is, is, uh, yet, uh, is Beauty here today? Maybe she's watching online. Anyway, something extraordinary happened. Like, you know, when you pray, like, things happen. Somebody said, it's from your lips to God's ears. Why did I never thought of praying? You know, maybe I should just pray about things. Maybe God knows better. You know what verse really used to scare me, Richard? Scare me. When Jesus said, I do nothing of myself. I only do what I hear and see the Father do. I said, there's no way that I can even remotely identify with this verse because I'm initiating stuff every five minutes. And Jesus said, I do nothing of myself. I do what I hear and see the Father do. And I was so scared because I thought, if I just stop and hear and see what the Father, he might tell me to go to Afghanistan. So I don't want to hear or see what the Father's do. What I didn't realize is when I listen, he would say, you are my beloved son. He, he just bestows love and builds identity, first of all. The enemy would say, no, he's, he's an austere father. But he's not. Something extraordinary happened. A lady, and I think she's watching online. She, she lives in Pekinwood now. When we were still having our services in the clubhouse, she was deeply touched by the Holy Spirit. I actually don't know the exact details, but I, I think since she was healed of a stroke, when she heard the worship, she came into the clubhouse, she heard the worship, and something extraordinary happened to her. She came and told us. And she called me. She took my number, she called me. She said, I was washing dishes. You know, this is where the real revival takes place, is when you're washing dishes. Richard, I don't know why I'm back with you, but it's, it's, it's for men to wash dishes. It's, it's, 
It's, it's very biblical. I found this verse. It says, The Lord will wipe Israel as a man wipes a dish. Not women. She said, she, I don't know, she's a woman, but she was washing dishes. And she said, while she's washing dishes, she said, the Lord showed her that we will meet a Chinese man with a white shirt driving a black car. And this man is going to be a gateway person. I must say, that was probably the 140th 40th prophecy that people have come and given over my life. And some of them are weird and wonderful. I mean, I had somebody coming to me when we were going up to Mozambique year after year. He said, this time will be your very last time. He says, when you come to Mozambique, the power of God will move to such an extent that they will say, the man of God was here. And they will be healed and touched. And you would never ever want to go back. You would never ever need to go back. And I went... Excuse me? Can we just... Whoa, whoa, whoa. We go back every year, number one. Number two, we're not going up there to preach, but to serve the missionary and to serve the people. So I don't know, whatever's coming out of your mouth, it doesn't line up logistically, spiritually, emotionally, with everything that we do every year. I've had so many of those. But the Bible says, do not despise prophetical utterances. So maybe we have to just sift through them. And find the credible ones. I know there are no wishy-washy prophets here. In this place. Hallelujah. I must say, I, I did not take much note of this Chinese man. With a white shirt and a black car. And I just thanked him. I said, thank you so much that you are concerned about our mission. And praying for us. Huh. On one of our prayer walks, a black car drives past, bulletproof, which I later on found out was linked to a helicopter response. And the tires, you can shoot the tires, but they'll just keep going. Found it out later. A man got out, Chinese, can't speak a word of English, wearing. I was thinking that morning when he got up and said, Should I wear a red shirt? Or a blue shirt. Maybe today is blue shirt day. How on earth? He's got four or five vehicles. But he chose to drive the black one. He chose to wear a white shirt. And he chose to drive past where our prayer team was walking. He's not following Christ. But the Spirit of God is moving his, in his wardrobe. In his car choices, which, which are the keys should I pick up today? Is it the BM? Is it the whatever? The same scenario played out when Jesus instructed his disciples to prepare for the Last Supper, which is in Luke chapter 22, verse 7. It says, Then he came the day of the unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. And he said to Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat. And they said to him, Where do you want us to prepare? And he said to him, Behold, when you entered the city. So notice, he's telling them something is going to happen that hasn't happened yet. He gives them signposts. And he says, you will, you will meet a man carrying a pitcher of water. Not a woman and not carrying wood. A pitcher of water on his head. Could have been anything else. Right? Not a child. 
a man. It's interesting when Jesus said to the woman of the well, he says, you've had five husbands. He didn't say six, he didn't say four, he said five. She knew it was five. Follow him into the house which he enters, and you shall say to the master of the house, he even tells them what they should say, what they should speak. The teacher says to you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large furnished upper room there, make ready. Listen to this. So they went and find it just as he said to them, and they prepared the Passover. There's a whole lot of details in that. The picture, the man, the place, the upper room, it would be furnished. There's about six different Clues that they got long before they went. Chinese man, black car, white shirt. Anyway, two, about two years passed and time goes and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, do not invite this man to church. Don't preach to him. He's a background Buddhist believer. His wife's a Muslim. And um, so we play pool then. Well, if we don't preach, what do we do? We play pool, all right? It's about 11 o'clock at night. His wife's very happy because he used to be out, but now he's at home, you know, playing pool with me. We're playing snooker, you know. And I'm also starting to feel, I don't know what we're accomplishing here. Because this another snooker game and another snooker game and another, another glass of red wine. Have another glass of red wine and I'm just going to the bathroom and then I pour out the red wine because, I mean, I, I, mean, I still got to drive home, you know, like, and then, oh, this red wine is amazing. You know, they're trying to cope with this whole situation. The next moment he looked me in the eye. He said, Prove to me that your God is real. I was shocked. He took the black ball and he put it down and he put the white ball and he said, yes, the hole is like an impossible angle. He says, pray to your God and take the shot. If you miss it, you're just talking. There's no power. I didn't know what to do. Really, I didn't know what to do. I just felt like we were, we were stepping into a Elijah, Baal prophet scenario. And in my mind, I'm sure the Holy Spirit just tried to calm, my, calm me down, but a joke came into my mind. A joke of all times. But I didn't even, I couldn't even, I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. I thought, my friend, let me just tell you something. If fire comes down, from heaven, okay, in this mansion of yours, which is half of it is glass and pool and just beautiful place. But if fire comes down and burn up your snooker table tonight, I'm not taking any responsibility. You started this challenge. I am just flowing with this. So I tried to wiggle myself out of it. I said, you know what? I, I, I just think that, um, yeah, but God, you know, no, I need you now. I said, I said okay, now, I, I, and now I've got to wiggle myself out of this thing. I said, I think it is a little bit disrespectful for you to put the God of the universe on trial on your snooker table here at 11 o'clock at night. So he holds his head. I thought, oh no. He said, I'm sorry, did I offend your God? I said, no, 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 it's okay. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's okay. He says, I'm going to pray to my God 
and you are going to pray to your God, and then you're going to take the shot. So he's standing like this, and I know what he's doing, but he's praying to somebody. For me, he's in intercession. He's praying for my snooker game, all right? And I go and stand, and I said, Lord, if, I ever, if there's ever a time, if there's ever a time that I need you to work on a snooker table, tonight is the night. And I just thought to myself, listen, I'm just going to, if I miss this shot, I'm going to walk out of this house and we never see each other again and I'll never tell the story to anybody. And I took that shot. And it's the stone that hit Goliath's head, that ball shot into the hole. I don't know who was more surprised. Me, him, or the angels that made it happen. <laughs> the next moment, I find this man right in the corner, holding his head again. I thought, he's battling with headaches. We need a healing revival here. I said, and now? He said, I'm scared. I said, oh my God. What are you scared? He said, there is a power here, and I'm scared. So he's standing there holding his head. At that moment, the Holy Spirit said, for the very first time, now minister to him. Two years later. And I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, this power is full of love for you. And I could feel his heart melting. Jesus said this, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Who's taking the initiative? If anyone, anyone, even people in Danfin, would hear my voice and open the door, I will come in not to bring fear and dine with him and he with me. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. From that day, do you know that during COVID, we have met, I have met more people in Danefern that we've met over the last eight years of ministry through the food outreach. The amount of people that we are interacting with and having these kind of conversations, suddenly the heavens cracked open. At a point where I gave up. I'm so glad I gave up. Just less of me. That's good, eh? More of you. We just close our eyes for a moment. 
Gary said something. He said, this is a holy moment. It's a holy moment. Something is breaking open over this church. Jesus is building his church in his own way. Something has broken open over the heavens. And me and you, you and me, we have the privilege to step into this glory at this time here in Fours. It's by no accident that we are here. I thought we were supposed to be in Mozambique. I thought we were supposed to be what God sent us back here. Sent us back to Danford. Sent us to Tabombeki settlement. If you are here today, something in that story stirred your heart so deeply that you just felt the tears wanted to run down your face. Even if I see some of you just trying to hold the tears back. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. He is pursuing you, but He will not force you. He is after you. He's been after me. He's after you. Maybe you're sitting here and you're not sure what is this thing. Yesterday at the Skills Training Center at Tawambeki, we spoke to this man. So it was the day before. I asked him questions about, do you know Jesus? And, and I could hear his He's giving answers all over the place. I said, do you want to make sure? He said, yes. And he just bowed his head. And he gave his life to Jesus. And I just saw his face lit up. Beautiful. Maybe you've been coming to church. Maybe you've been reading your Bible. But it's just like something's not making sense. It's still like an emptiness inside of you. Today is your day. This is all for you. This is all for you. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son so that whoever, whoever, whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Salvation is more important than money. And salvation is more important than business. And salvation is more important than paying the rent. And salvation is more important than accolades. Because when the day comes, when we breathe our last breath, what will count is where do we stand with Christ, our Savior. If that is you today, while our eyes are closed, I'm just going to ask you to do one simple thing. And you say, even you say, I want to make sure. I just want you to lift your hand and put it down again. That's all. You just, you just want to... Pray this prayer. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. This just warms my heart. Bless you, bless you. Just lift your hand and put it down. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you forward. I'm not going to do anything. I just want to know who I'm praying for. Thank you, bless you, bless you. Yes, yes, yes. Another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand, another one. Just put your hand, another one. There's another one. Another one. It doesn't mean that you've not been walking with God. It's like an assurance. It's just like the Holy Spirit just wanting you to know that you know. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved.
I was ministering to a, talking to a man in the solar industry and, he, and he, he, every Friday they go for prayers. I asked him, what do you pray about? He said, we pray and hope about what happens after we die. We pray about that. Hoping. We're not hoping, we know. Assurance, Christ. So all of you that put up your hand, I want you just to pray this prayer after me. That's all. Just forget about everybody that's around you. This is you and God. This is a holy moment. This is Moses in front of the burning bush. This is a life-altering experience. This is, this is not about to say from this moment on, everything in your life is just going to be wonderful. I want to just say that. This is about connecting with your Creator. This is about your soul coming to know Christ. And if that is you, in your heart, and I encourage you to use your mouth, even if you say it softly, let, your, let these words, let your own ear hear these words, because the Bible speaks about confession. Just say, Father God, just pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus. Somebody's depression just left. <laughs> you were so down and confused and it just left. It's gone. <laughs> you will not be depressed. Somebody's just been set free from addiction. Somebody's stomach has just been healed. Somebody's headache just left. Somebody's mental illness have just been restored. The glory of God is that you can just, just step into it. Anything else, you just say, Lord, I thank you, I receive, I receive. The presence of God is here. There's an open heaven, open portal. Just an open heaven, just an open. You can just receive whatever you need to receive. Whatsoever things you pray, believe that you have received them, you will have them. Somebody's intense stress about debt is melting. Debt will no longer rule over you. Jesus will be your Lord. Jesus, we declare you as Lord over debt. Your name is higher. Your name is higher. We declare this church debt-free. Debt bow your knee. <laughs> There's going to be more than enough. There's more than enough. God hasn't stopped being the... The Father has not stopped providing. He's never stopped providing. Above money, above money, salvation. Carry on. Let's pray with me. Just carry on praying to say, I turn to you with all my heart. I turn from darkness. I turn from sin. Forgive me from walking away from you. I turn towards you. I receive you now. Just put your hand on your heart. I receive you now, Lord. I receive you now. I receive your love as my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe that you died on the cross for me, for me. And I receive eternal life. Eternal life. Amen.
congratulations. God bless you. If you prayed that prayer, I commend you. If you prayed that prayer, I've got a gift for you. Come and see me afterwards. It's going to help you. I want to end this service with the big question is, you can just keep the music going, thanks. The big question is, who is Jesus pointing you to to receive His love and ultimately His salvation through you? We are here to equip you that you can do the work of the ministry. Who is your Chinese man? Maybe he's not going to wear a white shirt and a black car, but there's somebody that only you can reach. You know, in a survey involving thousands of people that came, that came to church, the following results came out. The reason why people came to church or the reason why people came to know Christ they say 6 to 8% of the people came because of the minister's personality and reputation. So, sorry Gary, if we really try our very best, we'll get to 8% with our personality and our reputation. 4 to 6% were walk-ins. They drove past the church and walked in. My wife was a walk-in when she was very young, a little kid. She, her family was not following Jesus and she came to her dad and said, I want to go to Sunday school. Where did that come from? Eventually, dad got tired sitting outside reading his newspaper and said, I wonder what's going on inside there. And the whole family got saved. She was a walk-in. Walk-in. Two to four percent was attracted by the church outstanding program and facility, the facilities. Thank God for these facilities. And thank God for the program. One to two percent was because of door-to-door evangelism. One percent because of a TV and a radio program, but 70 to 90 percent came through family, friends, or work associates. You know who's that? You and me. You and me. Do you know what's very, very easy to do this week? Just invite people to come run on Saturday, Jordan. Amen. Can I give you an instruction? If you haven't booked, booked today. All of you. Everyone. All of you. If you are in Dubai at that time, fly in on Friday night. And then you catch the plane on Saturday afternoon. It's more important to come to this run. Do you know why? It's a bridging event. It's easier to invite people to come and run for human trafficking than to try and get them into church. It's gold, people. Let's not waste it. And while you're running, you say, do you know what? Dale makes the most amazing cappuccinos. And, you just, and I'll buy you one if you come tomorrow here on the same premises. I've just told you what to say. Write it down and repeat after me. Cappuccino. Dale Cappuccino. All right? That's how you invite people to church. Don't use religious stuff. They say, well... According to Operation World, it used to be China, but it is now Iran has the fastest growing evangelical movement in the world as we speak. I'm touched by the commitment of these people. A pastor from Iran said, everything we do underground is built on prayer. Let's stand.
<laughs> what we're going to do now, do you believe that God could answer your prayer? Anybody? Do you believe that God can answer your prayer? Do you believe that if you would pray for somebody now, that the Holy Spirit can open up a door for that person that you are praying for to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and they would go to heaven instead of going to hell. And the Lord of the harvest, Jesus said, I pray that the Lord of the harvest thrust forth laborers into the harvest field. I pray that prayer for you now. And we're going to have a time of prayer. Let's not just pray, oh, I wish this would get finished because I want this cappuccino. No, that's not a prayer. This morning at 1 o'clock, I can't sleep anymore. Sorry, Natalie, but she said, what did you do last night? I left our house at 1 o'clock, and I only came back at 7. I was praying on the road for souls to come into the kingdom. So if you gave your life to Jesus today, thank God it was worth it. But when I get home, I'm going to go sleep. If you didn't come and pray, I would have been upset. It was all not worth it. But you know what's powerful? According to the book of Ezekiel, the river flows ankle deep in the temple and a torrent outside. What does that mean? When you leave here, the anointing increases into your marketplace, into the offices. Don't look at what's happening here and try to do ministry like this. No, no, no. You know how to do ministry in your context. And you know how it starts? How are you? That's it. You can do how are you. That, I mean, with the intention of bringing, you want to bring that person to Christ, win them over. It's not that difficult. So let's pray. We're going to have a time of intercession. And we're going to pray that souls will come into the kingdom. That each one of you are sent out on a mission. That the amount of people that are here in this place are the amount of soul winners that are leaving this building. In the name of Jesus, I declare it, that we are a soul-winning church. Father, we pray, pour out your Spirit upon four ways, Father. Lord, I thank you that the heavens are open. And I thank you right now that you use every single person. Now, I don't want you just to listen to my prayer. I want you to start praying. I want you to ask the Lord, who is that person? And ask Him to anoint you, because you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you Jesus said and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and to the ends of the earth there are places where the gospel has never ever been I spoke to one guy I said we walked into a village and we said do you know Jesus they said we've never heard that name before does he live somewhere they've never heard the name of Jesus some of us we're waiting for the second coming but some people on this earth have never heard about the first coming of Jesus Christ and then Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to every tribe and nation and tongue and then the end will come when will the end come when we do our job when is Jesus coming back so we're not waiting for him He's waiting for us here we are Lord here we are Lord here we are Lord so I'm handing it over to you let's just start praying just start praying. If you feel you need to walk around, forget about the cappuccinos. It's coming. Just engage with God. Stand in the gap for a soul. Just stand in the gap for somebody. Let's pray.
Let's intercede. Isaiah says, unless Mount Zion travails, she will not bring forth a son. Those of you ladies that have given birth, it's not just like a fly by night. It is something really serious. It's really serious. We give birth to souls. Let's just spend some time in prayer. Let's just worship. Thank you, Father. Let's just pray. We pray for souls, Father, to pour into the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. That we'll not keep up. This is what I'm declaring over this church. You're not going to be able to keep up with the baptisms. So, I don't know. I heard you're putting a baptism pool together. But you can, or baptize people in baths or whatever. But you're not going to keep up. You need to learn. If you don't know how to baptize people, you just need to let to. It's quite simple. You just put them under the water and say, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And God does the rest. You just need to learn how to baptize people. need to learn how to share communion with people. need to learn how to pray the salvation prayer with people. Learn how to get people filled with the Holy Spirit. We'll help you. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Pray. Have you got a name? Just one name. Thank you, Lord. Send them out. Send them out. Send them out, Father. Anoint him. Anoint him. Anoint him, Father. Oh, thank you. Dreams and visions. Like a picture just coming up in your spirit. A name. Something just coming up in your spirit. Something's happening. Something. God is pleased with this moment. He's pleased with you. It's not difficult. God says, not difficult. With the, it's difficult without the anointing. It's not difficult with the presence. It's not difficult. Evangelism is not a scary thing. It's the most exciting thing. Most important thing you can do on the earth. Being a witness to somebody. Being a friend to somebody. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Pray, pray, until you, pray until you get a peace. Let's pray. Let's pray. We want to have an assurance. We want to have an assurance that we've brought those souls. Bring them out of darkness. Bring them out of darkness. Let's pray for the youth. Let's pray for children. Let's pray for the elderly. Let's pray for the young adults. Let's pray for everybody in four ways that do not know Jesus. We don't know how we're going to reach them. We need to plant 500 churches all over Foy's in all the coffee bars and all the restaurants. We need to plant many, many, many micro churches, many, many life groups. Thank you, Father, for multiplication. Multiplication, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. As I close, I want to say to you, just look at me. Guess what? God heard. Huh? How is he going to... How are you going to receive the answer to this prayer? He's going to answer it through you. You're going to have an awesome testimony. God bless you. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you this morning. Oh, what a gift. What a blessing. Uh, I just have to say that uh, uh, we should be having a party because those angels are having a party at the moment. Uh, and we know that. We know that for sure. Your messages are in the throne room. And there's a huge party going on. So this is a, this is a sanctified moment. Uh, and it's a moment that, uh, that I'd like you all just to cherish in your hearts. Those petitions that you've given to the throne room. Take them seriously. The promises that have dropped into your spirits are the promises from the Holy Spirit. 
And the Holy Spirit lives in each and every one of your hearts. So seek counsel, seek wisdom. Thank you, Willem. Bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Um, please, please have a seat quickly. I'd like to preach now. Um, because we're a bit early. Okay. Sure. Okay, so um, first we're going to preach on birthdays. So if any of you have had a birthday in the last week or having a, a birthday in the next week, um, we've got a, a little surprise for you that you can run off on Saturday. Any birthdays? Ah. Happy birthday, Carmen. No other birthdays? Ah, come on, Karen. Tim, oh, okay. Sorry, shameless plug time. Um, it's very easy to run 5Ks, but it's much easier to come stand around a braai and drink beer with men. So Thursday night... Don't forget, uh, we're having our men's night. It's a great evening, uh, often quite a vulnerable evening, so um, make sure you're there if you can be there. Brides and uh, beers and meat, that's all you need, and, and come and worship. Bless you. Thank you. Okay, and more important, uh, anniversaries. Anyone been celebrating wedding anniversaries? Oh, I suppose it's on Thursday. <laughs> Congratulations. Kerry, well done. <laughs> well, well done. Good and faithful, Kerry. Anyone else? All right, bless you. Um, Gary, you're going to close in. So, uh, we've, we've, got a, we've got baptisms happening next Sunday after the meeting. We've actually uh, purchased for ourselves a proper baptismal whatever, pool, font, bath, whatever you want to call it. And so we're going to have some baptisms. So, so for those who raised your hand for salvation this morning, there's no better time than now. We do have a process, though, which is helpful so that you know what's going on. If you go onto our website, www.lifehousechurch.ca.za, and you go to the top right and you push down, there's a drop-down, and you say resources, and there's a baptism thing, which we're asking you, it takes three days to do it, and it just explains to you what you're doing. And uh, I would really encourage you to do that. If you want to get baptized next week, do the course. It's very quick. And uh, it just gives you an indication that you're standing before the principalities and powers of this world. And you're saying, I am God's and no others. Hey, it's exactly it. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, highlight that for next week because I do think it's going to be a significant moment. And uh, more than likely, we'll do it inside rather than outside in a pool. And, uh, and Delia, are you here? Because I know last time Dale knocked his head on the ground. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> he saved, yeah, thoroughly saved. It wasn't encountering God, just the concrete floor. So, uh, yeah. But Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your presence. And we thank you that people have encountered you. That's what we pray. That's what I prayed for the two people that came to my heart and mind, is that they would encounter you. Yes, through us but also, God, through their dreams, through their visions, through what you're saying to them. Lead them to a place of salvation. May we see the men and women of peace that Willem spoke of this morning. For your glory and for the kingdom, in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen.
Hi again, lifers. So nice to see you all again here today, for those of you who are online. And for those who were at our venue, we are now allowed 225 people at our venue. And so we're really excited about that. We still have our bread basket fund that is going. And so if you're wanting to donate monies to people who are, are still struggling during this time of COVID, please feel free to find that link on our website too. And our life groups and Ignite Prayer will be starting again in May. So we're really excited to see everybody there. And if you do need help to find a life group, if you're new at our church, then please also go onto our website and you'll be able to get links to our, our life group leaders on there. And then lastly, we have a team of counselors. And if you're wanting to spend some time speaking to somebody, sharing your story with them and you're needing some help, then please feel free to email abundant at lifehousechurch.co.za somebody will definitely get back to you to be able to spend some time with you so good to see you all and see you again next week bye